0: Hello, everyone, and welcome in to another live episode of That's What We Said. I am your host, Bree, at Breezy on Twitter, and I am joined tonight by Miss Brittany Mollis at Birdseye View on Twitter. Hi, Britt. Hello. We are a dynamic duo tonight. We are missing our third partner in crime. Meredith is working this evening, uh, but we're going to hold down the fort and talk a lot about Browns tonight.
1: Yes. And don't, we have Joey too. So, I, she's been yelling yeah. the whole
0: time <laughs> before we kicked off. Um, all right. So, first, we have to kick off the show congratulating Mr. Nicholas Chubb on his contract extension that happened over the weekend on Saturday night. Uh, Brittany, do you take any credit for this? Because I believe it was us here a week ago talking about how the Browns needed to pay Chubb and sign Chubb. Lo and behold, it happened.
1: It happened. I think he was the one out of all of them that they absolutely had to get done. This year specifically. Yes. This year specifically they had, and it's such a good deal. Oh my God. You know, they talk about underpay, you know, running back. uh, That's a whole different conversation that I really don't want to have. Like what's the value of running backs or, you know, should you not pay that? They sacrificed a lot. I was looking at highlights, Nick Chubb highlights after this happened because you know, everyone was posting everywhere, yep. and the hits that that guy takes and just like gets up like it's nothing. and I'm just like, if I got hit once, like Nick Chubb gets hit, I would be dead. I <laughs> yes, you I think most of <laughs> yeah, you just like bring out the stretcher, I'm done. And yes. the things that they sack at their bodies. Nick Chubb he's just so special he's just such like he's the heart of the team so I was just I was thrilled when that happened and I'm so happy Andrew Barry again
0: knocking out of the park yes slow clap yeah uh Nick Chubb it was a very Nick Chubb signing like that's all that's that's the only way I can think to describe it it was exactly what it should have been it just felt right like I didn't expect Nick Chubb to demand money. Of course, he deserves all the money in the entire world based on his performance and his work ethic. But I mean, if you listen to his press conference, he talked about how he wanted to be in Cleveland and he wanted to build upon the success that the team had last year. And he believes that this team is capable of winning and going far. So I'm just mind blown that we've talked about this before, that players want to be in Cleveland and want to have a career in Cleveland.
1: What a time! We've lived long enough to see the other side of. Family. No, we have, we have. We're we finally barely, got
0: barely. Uh, so yes, we wanted to kick off the show with that. We were, we will get into um, again. Training camp is obviously still going on. We'll talk a little bit more about what's happening within training camp. Our thoughts about why we feel a little bit differently about training camp this year than we have in the past. Uh, we also will be doing a fun um, mailbag. Question time. So if you guys have any questions for us specifically, please shoot them in the chat box comments. Uh, We will hopefully get to some of those a little bit later on and make sure you guys are interacting this entire show. We had so much fun last week hearing what you guys had to say and your opinions. And then we will end the show. We were teasing this a little bit at the beginning if you guys joined early. Uh, We're going to do a little around the league. But we're going to focus this specifically on our AFC North rivals and what we're calling rival Reddit, because our show is obviously from a fan's perspective, fan's point of view. And we think it's really fun to also gain perspectives of our, our other fan bases points of view. And we are just living in a completely different time in the fact that the Browns, our fan base, we are very calm. Very excited. Our rivals, there's a lot of turmoil happening. So can't wait to get into that.
1: I'm excited for that. The excited. screenshots that you sent are.
0: Oh, I can I I'm I cannot wait. So guys <laughs> make sure you stick around. Again, the mailbag. Um, we will pick a few comments that will pop up and you'll have a chance to win a t-shirt again. So make sure you guys do that. Okay, let's start with training camp. So we are within a week, right? We, we've, we've done a week of training camp. I can't believe it. It's August. We are officially very close to having football on our TVs on Sundays. Uh, and fortunately for us, there has been a lot of good coming out of training camp this last week. Uh, so we're going to go over a couple of key players, um, some things that are happening, things we're excited about. I think it's okay to be excited. Um, but before we do that, Brittany, can you talk about how training camp is different for you this year?
1: Absolutely. I can. So I want to get into, I, you know, Danny and I were going somewhere the other day and I asked him who his favorite player was for the Browns. And he had the same answer I did, which is we're so beyond players individually that now my favorite players are <laughs> Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Perry, <laughs> which I think that says so much for how far the Browns have come. You know, you look at the team now, and the idea that Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens was ever even a part of this yeah. is just mind-blowing. And I feel like, I can't say for all Browns fans, but I feel like the, the rational kind of normal Browns fans are sort of maturing into this role of being like, yeah, this is, this is our team instead of like, remember 2019, yeah. we're all excited and we're all running our mouths and <laughs> we're all loud because we'd never been there before. We've never been a, a team that was on paper, <laughs> very good, you know, but now we're on paper very good with the leadership, which makes all the difference. So I'm at the point now where I'm not invest. Like, I love the Browns collectively. There's not like one specific player that I'm I'm cheering extra hard for. There's not one that I especially want to succeed. I just want them all to play together well. And I'm so excited for the alignment in the organization now. I'm so excited for the leadership. You know, a servant leader. I remember that. Yes. Love um, that. So, uh, that's the difference for me. I'm not going around running my mouth anymore. I'm not going to be a jerk anymore. I say that now. But once... <laughs> yeah, wait till <laughs> the season the, starts. <laughs> know, once September comes around, I'm going to be a monster. But, like, for now, I'm just... There's nothing stressing me out about this team. They're in good hands. And that's just so comforting.
0: I am so happy you said that because I oddly feel the same way. And I tweeted about this earlier today. I don't know if it's maturity or if it's just feeling very confident in the staff, the organization, and obviously the players. But I'm, I'm. don't get me wrong, I'm excited for the season to start. Very excited to see Browns football like officially on the TV. But I feel like, like you mentioned, last year, a couple years ago, you know, we would get overly excited at this point in time. We'd be gassing up players. We would be, hyping up passes that we saw in training camp or specific things that were happening. And what's so different this year for me is that it feels more like business, right? Like they're out there, they're doing their jobs. And training camp isn't a golden compass of how the season is going to pan out. I truly know and believe based off of what we saw last year that this team is good. And they're going to be good this season. I don't need training camp to tell me that anymore, right? Before we were grasping at straws to come up with anything good regarding this Browns team. So training camp was kind of that compass of, and you know what, Brittany? It wasn't even like, who's going to make the roster. It was like, do we actually have 53 we feel confident about that could actually play? Yes,
1: and the quarterback battles.
0: Exactly. Now it's like, now it's, it's, Players, really good players are fighting to to make the team. And we are now talking about depth. We actually have the privilege of talking about positional depth, which is, again, so brand new to us. So for me, I am oddly calm. I'm like so bizarrely calm about this entire process and it feels really weird, but I'm like you. I'm not gonna make these grandiose statements and you know, I just feels like we deserve to be here. This is this is who we are. It's a Browns team that is successful, stable, confident, but they don't need to talk about it. So right. neither do we. Right. I mean you're we not are talking get, about it.
1: You're not gonna get like sound bites, like don't wear right. orange or brown, you don't matter. None of that. It's it's no frills. And this is like this is exactly the spot you wanna be at as far as a fandom none of the outside noise none of the drama that we you know grown so accustomed to and granted it's been a very boring yes <laughs> it has been it's been but it's supposed to be what we were living in before all of that chaos constant chaos that was not normal constant that- chaos is 100% right yes it was like a circus there was always some headline there was always something happening there was always some rumor some soundbite and we were, we would just bought into it. Like this, that was normal. That's the Cleveland Browns, you know, but now we have leadership and we have alignment and we have people working together. We have smart people in charge doing this. You know, you, you combine football guys with analytics guys and you have this perfect creation that we're all now enjoying. Yes. Having said that, I can't wait for this off season to be over and we can just get into football
0: season. Yeah, same. I'm I'm with you. It like it used to be like the off season to us was so important, and now it's like, let's can we just please get to week one? Yes. And I think the other thing I just want to remind myself of that I that I struggled with last year personally was not overreacting to specific losses or wins. So for us, again, we didn't really win a lot before so it was really easy to overreact we did. we really, <laughs> <we didn't> really <laughs> excited about winning um but it's it's the losses for me like we're not going to win every single football game like we just won't if we do great I would love that but we're going to lose some games and I want to win week one really really badly but if we lose I'm not I, like let's not panic guys let's not burn down the house right like it's going to be okay. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep that same mentality, this calmness, continuing on as we get into the season. Kevin Stefanski is rubbing off on us.
1: He is. It's like he's
0: our father. <laughs> he is dad. Yeah, he's Um, Okay, so speaking, kind of going off of this, we didn't really have this in the rundown, but I have to ask you, because this, this all goes hand in hand to me. I'm sure everybody that is tuning in with us right now, and Brittany, I'm sure you saw this too, but... The big news yesterday was all about the Giants training camp, how there was a big kerfluffle fight. And Joe Judge made his team run like a million, like, I don't even know the whole, like that whole thread of reading through that practice was I just sat there and I was like, I am so happy. This isn't the Browns. Yes.
1: Yes. Like, the, I, and it's happening in Detroit too, where there was a, yeah, there was a fight within the Lions organization, uh, players on the field fighting. And, you know, whoever, who's our coach now? Joe No, 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 the Lions. Oh, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, that. Oh, that's it. right. Yeah, yeah remember his <laughs> <laughs> like, He loves These kind of coaches, they love this stuff, which is just, Brie, I can't. Maybe, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a lady. But like, I see people find you and it makes me like, feel
0: comfy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Joe Judge was asked about it today. And I, that I, said, is this, that is I not, said this to that's you. That's not a
1: real thing. It's not? No, that's a joke account. Oh I my found God. That out thank later. God. <laughs>
0: okay. I literally thank you for that because sometimes that's I read so. things very quickly. <laughs>
1: yes, I didn't. you had to go through this guy's Twitter. We should probably <laughs> tell them what it said. Yes. Just okay. So have, like, reference.
0: So I sent this tweet to Brittany, uh, and it was Joe Judge making a comment that he was a little bit turned on by the fight. So apparently that wasn't really real. But props to whoever did that because I was 100% fooled.
1: They had everyone duped. Like, everyone. (laughs) They had media people duped. That was the real thing. And it's It's believable. That's the thing. It's not like out of the realm of possibility that a coach would say something like this
0: amazing. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about the Browns. Let's talk about the good. So, some names we've continuously seen pop up from reporters and media that have been at camp and attending camp. Um, we're seeing a lot of the same names come through day in and day out. First, let's start with Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, obviously our wide receiver who came in last year unexpectedly after a couple of injuries. Had a pretty good rookie season, and it seems to be that he is having a really good start to his second year in training camp. So it's being reported that he has slimmed down, uh, his hands are steady, he's catching everything, and he's faster, and that he has worked all off season with Baker. So you're seeing a lot of Baker to DPJ connections. Uh, Brittany, obviously the wide receiver room is stacked. We know that there's a lot of receivers uh, in this on this team that I I don't think all of them are going to be there, but DPJ seems to be one that at this point in time seems to be the number three behind OBJ and Jarvis. What do you think?
1: He seems to be the number three. Yeah. And it's just, we're going to get into that later. And this is a conversation that you guys are going to miss because it's a fun one. We're going to get into the wide receiver room and you know, all that. I don't know. It's, I have a question though. Okay. So for Ohio state fans, are you guys cool with DPJ now? Like, is that all done? You guys are just good with him being here?
0: I never was not good with him.
1: <laughs> no, but, like, I feel like sometimes there's that thing, you know. Yeah, I know. Those are
0: those the buck nuts. Yeah. yeah. So, I just – like, Okay, here's the thing. Here Here's my theory. If he wasn't performing, the Ohio State Browns fans would hate him. True. So, I, you know, I – it's obviously you don't have to worry about that because he is performing. Um, You know, he didn't, I wouldn't say he was, he wasn't, I don't think best utilized at Michigan. So it was probably unfair to have that maybe perception or opinion of him, of what his career would be in the NFL. Cause I just don't think he was utilized the right way. I don't think he had a quarterback that could throw to him. Uh, So I'm happy that the Browns were able to kind of untap his talent and, understand his football IQ and how smart he is mm-hmm. and and unlock that on this team. Like I think it's amazing how they've utilized him.
1: Yeah. He showed up a lot last year when they needed him. They uh, yeah last year was rough year wide receiver wise. Yeah. Yeah DPJ he he's looking good in training camp ready to go. He took the offseason seriously spent a lot of time with Baker.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh so the other name is John Johnson, obviously. Yes. Um one of our off season um, acquisitions on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, reports are that he's already the leader in the locker room. And I think that is what this team expected of him. I think that's why they signed him and they brought him over to this defense. Um, So for me, I am excited to see that because I do think the defense was, was a place that we needed this type of leadership and we needed someone like him to bring that room together because they're going to be getting used to each other for the first couple of weeks, right? Like they're obviously together at training camp, but it's going to be very different being live in game.
1: Yeah, sorry, that was a funny comment. <laughs> 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 but wait, the Browns room isn't all Buckeye alum. <laughs> oh gosh, I know that's hilarious. No, as far as uh, John Johnson's is concerned, you know, I think at the end of the season, we're going to look back at that signing and be like, that was probably one of Andrew Barry's best signings of the offseason yep. because you're getting so much more than just – and obviously the talent, but it's so much more than that. Like they they so badly needed to revamp this defense and bringing him in. I mean, even when the, he, he did it, fans were ecstatic about it. But I think yep. even more so, we're going to see that unfold and we're going to be very happy with it.
0: Yes, So maybe the surprise coming out of the last couple of days has been Mac Wilson, a guy who from a fan perspective was on the chopping block. Like nobody wanted to see him on this team. I think we talked about this last week too. You know, we believed he, he was at risk for even making the roster and obviously still going to be really challenging. I think for a lot of these guys to make the roster, but Over the last couple of days, it's been reported that he's really taken the offseason seriously. He's in the best shape of his life. Um, He had an interception yesterday. And last year, he was struggling and battling through injury. And I don't know if that was talked about enough with him. um, But it does appear that Mac Wilson is getting better. And there's a fire underneath him. So our question is to everyone Will Mac survive the cuts? Is he going to make the roster?
1: Can I answer? Sure, please. I say yeah. I think they want that depth there. It, and I I I want Mac Wilson to succeed so badly. Like yeah. I because you know, as much flack as he gets for, you know, whatever social media posts, <laughs> um he has such a there's an energy about him. He loves playing in Cleveland. Like, I don't think anyone on the Cleveland Browns hypes up the Cleveland Browns the way Mac Wilson does. And let me remind you that this man changed his his profile picture on Twitter to Kevin Stefanski's face. <laughs> yes. He did that. And I think he did it to Andrew Barry, too. Like, he loves this team. He loves playing for this franchise. And I don't know how you don't want a guy like that to succeed. Granted. He, he has underachieved so far. I, yeah. no doubt, nobody's arguing that. But it seems like Donovan Peoples-Jones, it seems like he took this offseason very seriously. Yep. And again, when you have strong leadership, when you have a franchise that's organized, it becomes very hard to break through it. So you mm-hmm. have to work your butt off in order to even make the team. And Correct. Um, that's amazing to even say for the Cleveland Browns. Well, sure. <laughs>
0: And what it might come down to is who is going to play on special teams and who is performing from a special teams perspective. And that is that may very well be the determining factor if they make the final roster because these players are probably going to need to play special teams. And we did have a ton of turnover when it comes from the defense last year. And a lot of those guys were playing special teams. So I don't know. It, it is really like that. – that is the one thing to watch as we go through these next few weeks before we – before they make that final roster is who's playing on special teams who's performing well there and who's going to make the roster yeah
1: yeah i don't Matt, know it's max had a lot a lot to prove he's still not he's still for sure to prove. for sure but i don't i don't doubt that he's going to give it everything he's got i yeah believe, i believe that i think that's in him and if you just look at the guy like he's a beast there's no yeah. reason why he can't be very good. And that's the thing that's always been the most confusing with me because you look at Mike Wilson and you're like, geez, this guy like that's a that's a that's a specimen right? He's there. like a meatball. Yes, like there, there's no reason why. And I think probably something mentally going on. um because normally like anytime a, a physical specimen has you know there's something just not clicking there. but it looks like he took it seriously. He has a lot to play for. He just welcomed his new son, which is very yes. exciting. Um, I saw that today. Very cute. It's a it, uh, boy, Mac Wilson II. So okay. good for him. And he now he has something to play for.
0: Yeah. Can't wait to see how that pans out. So sticking on the defensive side of the ball, um, well, first and foremost, we had good news earlier in the week that Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa was reactivated off of the COVID list. So that was very exciting to see. Him, hopefully back out there on the field. Obviously, he was attending everything virtually, but Kevin Stefanski did say, you know, we need to see him execute now on the field. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to make an impact, and it's crazy because you think about the team that has been on the field these last couple of days from the defensive side of the ball, and he wasn't even one of them. And they talked about as soon as the pads came on, the defense kind of stepped it up a notch, which in my mind... That's amazing to see, especially because they're still all figuring each other out.
1: Yes. Love it. JOK
0: looks to me like he is way older than he is. He seems so mature.
1: Yes, he does. And uh, I heard today that he didn't have the best day um, that was reported. But I don't want people like panicking. We're not going to panic, guys. We're not doing that. No, and he also mentioned today that he he considers himself a linebacker, regardless of what anyone says. So I don't know if you guys (laughs) saw those little tidbits, but that's what he said about his day. Um, I'm very excited to see how that develops. I'm very excited, obviously. And I said I don't have favorite players. But if I did.
0: (laughs) Are you going to get his jersey? I I need to know this answer. I
1: have already put it in order for his jersey.
0: Which one? Did you get the new one?
1: No, it's just a it's just a regular white one, not the, okay. the seventy five or seventy fifth anniversary one. No. Just a okay. regular one. You know, we'll see how it goes. Fill it out. I'm not a real big jersey girl. I don't really have any jersey girl or any jerseys, so Yeah. Yeah. But I did get one and I'm excited to see him.
0: Good. Yes. Good, good. Um <laughs> Okay, so finally, I think one of the most exciting things for me is the tandem that is Miles Garrett and Davion Clowney. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been obviously a lot of skepticism about Clowney. He has been injured quite a bit. Obviously, coming off of a year where he didn't play very much, he didn't produce sacks. Uh, but when you pair him opposite of Miles Garrett. We all know and understand how lethal Miles is that he requires a specific attention to where he is on the field that Jadavion could eat this year. And we are seeing that on the practice field in Berea specifically. And that has been reported that, um, it, I believe, it was yesterday's practice where they said he could have had 20 sacks at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the offensive line, Struggled with Jadavian Clowney and the duo specifically. And this is a reminder our offensive line is the best in the NFL. So I don't think it's something to panic about from an offensive line standpoint necessarily. I think this just goes to show you that this pairing could be really, really lethal and challenging for our matchups week to week.
1: Yes. So now when Miles Garrett is double and triple teams, We we finally found a solution for
0: it. There you go. Well, and that, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with depth, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Miles obviously is a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, it's unfair of us to expect him to produce a sack or a strip sack in every single snap. Right. And that's almost what it felt like we were doing last year. Like we were so reliant on miles Garrett to make a big play. And a lot of times he delivers on that, but he can't every single time. And th- that's not going to happen. We, we know he had the impacts and the effects of COVID last year too, based on his recovery. But again, what Andrew Barry did for this defensive line to get miles Garrett help and to have depth at this position is going to be critical this year, and I cannot wait to see this play out in person. You know, all the other teams in the NFL, especially our rival teams, are laughing up clowny, and you know he's he's a wash. He's not a good player. He, like he doesn't have any sacks. Like we're not scared of him. You guys should be. Like should keep be. telling yourselves that.
1: You should be, especially. Just, like, okay, I don't want to hear Steelers fans say anything. Like if, yeah. Uh, He's built like a Kleenex now. Like if, if anything happens to him, he's just done. So you better be afraid, Cloudy <laughs> and like You a better Kleenex. be afraid. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm I'm excited. Do Do you guys want to talk about, you know, what number of sacks you think we could expect potentially from this tandem? It's not all about the sacks, you know, like, I know we talk about sacks a lot, but. Are we thinking,
1: are we thinking double digits for both of them?
0: I mean, how amazing possible? would that be?
1: Am I reaching for the stars for that one?
0: No, I I think they have the capability.
1: They, they do. I mean, they I just physically. As long as they're they healthy,
0: you know, if they can stay healthy. That's
1: the thing. That's the thing you have to worry, especially with Clowney. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't. Injuries. It, and this, this goes across the board. So we're all excited and everything looks great and we can be as happy as we want, but you just never know what's going to happen as far as injuries right.
0: go. Right. So. All right. Well, someone said Blaine responded and said a lot. Yeah. I like that answer. Um, Robbie just, just commented 30 between the two. Oh, that would be, Whoa. I'll take it. I'll take it. That, would, take be, it. that, would, that be would be incredible. Something. I love it. They need a name. Do they need a name? Yes. Sorry, Jim. Is that you? like you're gathering <laughs> some fur on the camera. <laughs> um, okay. So finally, overall, from a defense side, uh, very shaky last year, obviously. Not what it needed to be in order for this team to be fully complete. Um, it looks much more improved with all of these new pieces and parts we added, and that's obviously after one week of camp. So... We've talked about this. All eyes are on Joe Woods, Uh, probably some surmounting pressure on him. Uh, Who has been your favorite offseason ad, Brittany? And please feel free to comment. Who is who's been your favorite? I know you don't have favorites,
1: but. Well, I have one. Anyone you like? Okay. Oh, I mean, come on. Like we know who my my one favorite is. And we got him in the draft, and I just like to remind people that it was it was the second <laughs> round, so don't put too much pressure on the guy, okay? But I I already feel him becoming one of my sons. This is the problem. <laughs> I, I love it. Sick the coaches and GMs, not invested players. But here I am. I love it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I can't think of one. No, not one defensive signing that like I would question. I Andrew Barry's just. <laughs> He's a wizard,
0: honestly. He, he deserves an award. Just, deserve,
1: you just give him his flowers now.
0: Everything. I mean, he probably won't take them and that's fine. We will accept them on
1: behalf of him. <laughs> Crown him. J-O-K. Oh, also, and he did say that you can call him Jock, J-O-K, or Woo. He likes all three of them. Oh, so. I like Woo. you cute.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to hear the stadium erupt yes, with "woo" And he makes a big play.
1: Yes. When you yeah. think of it, you just, like, that's immediately what I think of, just what this could sound like at the stadium, with everyone just screaming Woo. Oh, Yes, yes. Goosebumps.
0: All right, so let's talk a little bit about some players uh, or positions specifically that we want to keep an eye on. So uh, it's been a theme this entire show. We have an abundance of riches. <laughs> I hate that saying, but... Um, This means that good players are going to be cut like we've talked about, and they're going to be fighting for a starting position. So a couple of positions where we specifically feel like there is a lot of talent on, uh, wide receiver is probably the most notable. So you obviously have OBJ returning from his injury. Jarvis Landry, who has been obviously critical to this offense. DPJ, who we just talked about, really coming on um, in his second year. Hollywood Higgins, um, a lot to prove, obviously, with coming back this year on the Browns. Anthony Schwartz, um, and then Kaderil Hodge, um, man, I read off all of those names and I'm honestly, I would be sad to see any one of them go, um, NFL teams typically keep six active wide receivers and dress five. Um, unless obviously one of them is on special teams. Can you guys identify the weakest link of the group? Because you know, last week we talked about, like, is Hodge going to make the team? And then he's obviously kind of showing out at camp as well, just making these incredible plays and catches and extremely smart. I mean, these guys are battling with each other.
1: Yeah. Again, this all comes down to when you have good leadership, like they they put together something solid. And that's what we're seeing. And we're, these guys are giving it everything they have at camp right now. And when I was making this rundown today and I was looking at the wide receivers, and I'm just like, holy crap. I don't – I mean, of course, I'd say if I had to say like a weak link right now, I'd say Schwartz just because he's a rookie. And you don't know if that's going to translate, but he's so fast. Like, I can't yeah, wait exactly. to see yep. that on the field. So even the weak link right now, I'm so excited for and I can't yeah, say that I've yeah. ever felt that way about yep. you know someone. I'm like, I look at a group and I'm like, ah, oh, well, this guy, maybe not. Mm, nothing to get excited about. No, this one I'm excited to see.
0: Yes, I agree. And I, I think last week I was a little bit on the fence. Um, Higgins, obviously fan favorite. I don't know if he'll make the cut. I, I really don't. I mean, with him, it's almost that intangible with him and Baker. And their and their chemistry, you know, that's talked about a lot. But Baker seems to have chemistry with all the wide receivers. You know, him and DPJ are on the same page. Um, him and Hodge seem to be on on the same page. I mean, Cadeiro Hodge came in last year and made some critical plays. I mean, critical third down plays multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I would hate to be Andrew Barry when it comes to this. I really right. would. And I think Schwartz, they're probably going to design some specific packages for him based on speed. Uh, I think that is something he brings to the table that some of the other guys don't. Uh, but this one is, this one's tough. And I think there's going to be some heartbreak from a fan perspective when, when the roster gets announced.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that doesn't really get talked about and it's, it's interesting to me Um our two best receivers are Odell and Jarvis, obviously, but they're not tall guys. You know what I mean? You yes. They yep. can big, big jump. Like, well, Odell's like a different sort of athletic than Jarvis as far as their skill set and stuff, but I like tall receivers. You know, I like yeah, someone yeah, that yeah. can just stretch, somebody that outsizes corners. Like, that's nice to have. So, you know, Higgins. He's 6'1", which is you know taller than the other two. Um, I think Donald Peoples Jones, I think, is six two. Um, Hodge, he's got to be at least six two. I would, I would think he's a tall. I feel
0: like they're all they, like right around the same height. They're like yeah, all like. Except Jordan, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. Which
1: is like it's crazy. You think of wide receivers, you think of these like long bodies, but you know, um, yeah, that's just something interesting. And I, I hope that they keep them all just because again they all <laughs> yeah. have special skills like right. hodge you know might not be used on the field but he could do special teams sports is really fast you know donovan people jones has worked his tail off to be to be on the team um then you have the other two that are they're going to be there like they are who they are so but man that's a group to get excited about
0: i know that's again I mean, fun to watch. I hate to see any of them go. Maybe they won't. You know, who knows? It's He has some tough decisions to make. And obviously, I have full faith that they're going to make the right one. I think we I mean, all, at this point, can trust that.
1: These are good problems to have.
0: Very good problems, problems
1: to have. To have. Yes. I like that we can have these conversations. Yes. Like, which and of then, our really good wide receivers should see. <laughs> the team? <laughs>
0: I know, right? Like, you know, a mere two years ago, Rashard Perryman was like our most favorite. Wide receiver that Baker was throwing to. Yeah,
1: I remember when Kenny Britt and Corey Coleman were the number? <laughs> what a time we've come so far, guys.
0: I mean, I, yeah, this is great. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't even be at training.
1: They wouldn't be practice.
0: <laughs> Okay, so shifting gears to the position that covers these wide receivers, cornerbacks. So um, from a cornerback perspective, obviously this is a place that we suffered last year. Um, It was an injury-ridden position for the Browns. Not a a place you want to be weak at, obviously, knowing that the NFL is very pass-happy. You want to have depth in this position. In fact, Kevin Stefanski was asked about how many corners do you need, and his response was, a lot. Um, and this is another place that Andrew Barry went out and got better at. Um, so Greg Newsom, obviously, first round draft pick this year uh, versus Greedy Williams has been an interesting one to watch. Greedy, obviously, coming off of that nerve damage injury um, after missing the entire season last year. Um, and Newsom looks good. He looks solid. And what's being reported out right now is that Greedy is kind of taking that as motivation um, and is also looking pretty solid because I think he has a lot to prove um, because there are question marks out there. Um, You obviously have Denzel Ward, who is someone that is our number one um, cornerback. And then you have Troy Hill, obviously, who we acquired over the off season. Um, But again, this is a place where Denzel has struggled with injuries. Um, You can never have too many, as Kevin Stefanski said. So are there any players that we mentioned that, you think has the advantage over one or the other? I mean, a rookie, you know, it's a little worrisome, but again, Greedy hasn't had that much experience either.
1: This one for me is a toss up. Um, I'm totally fine if, if Newsom is the number one guy here, well, technically the number two guy, but like, you know, I, if that's what it is, great. I have no problem putting a rookie out there because y- you saw what he did in college. And he the, the thing about him is that he's also injury prone. Like, he, he struggled all through college with injuries, uh, various ones, which is, I believe, why he, he wasn't taken higher in the draft. Um, but it seems like he's – not only is he showing up and he's, he's, he looks good, but he's also, you know, sort of pushing Greedy to be better, to elevate his game too, which is the ideal position to be. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like this is you want your players pushing each other. Um, even if it's not on purpose, like just you know, being there showing that they have competition. Everyone has to has to give it their all if you want to make this team, if you want to be a starter, blah blah blah. So, you know, it's a toss-up for me. I'm good either direction. I'm glad that greedy's back. Uh I hope that you know, when it's nerve damage, you never know how that's gonna play out. That's always a, right. a weird injury. And I think a lot of people don't understand that too. You know, I, I saw a mm-hmm. lot over the season about, you know, well, when's Greedy coming back? And fans were kind of mad about it, but it's nerves, man. Like, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not something that, that just goes away. No. It's not something you could just, like, have surgery and it just magically disappears. Not like that. It, it lingers for yeah. a long time.
0: Yeah. What makes me feel a little bit more confident about this is. We've improved obviously at every position on the defensive side, you know, obviously the line even got better. So with the line play getting even stronger, I think it takes a little bit of pressure off of the secondary um, versus last year. What we talked about was we, we almost put a lot on what the line needed to do. And I think that was because our secondary was so weak that we, we knew if the quarterback was able to get the ball out quickly or complete it, like complete, they had a better chance of completing passes. Like it was just, it was that bad for us last year. So overall, I think with the entire defense improving, you know, every single position got better on defense as well. So it it takes pressure off of any one singular position group. So for me, I'm, I'm not as nervous about a specific position. We have really good players um, at every position on defense this year multiple players for that matter versus last year. It was like, you had a really solid one on the line with miles Garrett. And then you had Denzel Ward, And then after that, it was like a lot of question marks. I mean, Ronnie Harrison, Ronnie Harrison was probably our best acquisition. um, And he didn't even play to start the season after we acquired him. So, you know, when you think about that, it's just, we are in such a much better space going into this year.
1: Oh yeah. I remember how many times did we say last year? the defense is going to give up 30 points, like, flat. So the offense has to. Yep. In order to win a game, in order for the Cleveland Browns to win a game last year, you almost had to automatically say, okay, you guys got to score 30 points or else you're probably – Yeah, there's no chance. Yeah, and, it, again, it wasn't the defense's fault because there were so many injuries. It, it was such a weird year, you know, with COVID and everything. But to see the amount of improvement already is just – it fills my heart i'm so
0: excited yes all right so shall we take some mailbag questions and then you guys need to stick around um because we're gonna get into rival reddit uh what's going on in the afc north um pretty hilarious can't wait to get into that but let's go with mailbag time um ben go ahead and pop some questions out for us
1: Can we address all the Notre Dame hate? First of all? (laughs) Yeah, Brittany, go ahead. Say your Oh my (laughs) gosh, what is wrong? Oh, can I I have an announcement to make by the way? Yes, please. I am going to my first Notre Dame game this year. Oh, look at you. And guess what game it is, Brie? Which one? USC. Oh, that's exciting. I know. I'm very excited.
0: I almost cried the
1: other day when I got the news. Oh, good for you guys. Notre Dame haters.
0: <laughs> Notre Dame is uh, a good school. So is Michigan. I mean, I'm an Ohio State alum and I can I can admit that both of those are very good schools. I mean, you have to be to be smart to go to those schools.
1: So. Just come to our side free.
0: I mean, Already. I am a so Catholic, well. so it you know, it it fits. <laughs> Notre Dame fits. <laughs> okay, so we got our first question up here. Um Matt, is it good or goody? I like goody. We're going to call you goody. I like Bigger that. question, which kicker will we keep I've heard they both have been struggling yeah that's been reported upon Um, not good necessarily for us Um, if that's the one position group that's going to struggle of course it's going to be freaking kicker for the Browns because why wouldn't it be
1: just bring Phil Dawson back I'm sure he gets (laughs)
0: okay I don't know I is it possible that they could potentially not keep either and then assign someone I don't know I mean for me I think Parkey has the edge just because he's He actually had a pretty solid playoff performance. But, man, I just don't understand why kickers have to be so inconsistent.
1: I know. Like, you have one job. job. (laughs) You've played for this your whole life. Like, just go in there and
0: kick it, man. Frustrating. And it's not like they're fighting against wind. Like, wind. It's like, it's been all human. You're just
1: there by yourself. Just kick it. And I say that as, like, this unathletic slob. Like, it's just such an easy thing to do. Go eat your
0: Cheetos on the couch and complain. (laughs) All right. Good question. Um, Bob Mosher. Last season, we used to say that the offense had to score at least 35 points to make up for the defense. How much will the offense need to score this season to cover points allowed? Uh, Go ahead, Brittany. I mean, we were just talking about this.
1: I'm going to say the number is like 20, 21. That's probably I mean I think good. the offense
0: has the potential to score a lot. I don't we won't I don't think we oh, will yeah. need to.
1: Yeah. You know? But like as far as how much the defense is going to give up um it's hard to say right now. they are vastly improved from last year. So it's not yes. going to be you're not going to expect the offense to go out and score 30 points just to get in the game. Okay, that's done. Those days are dead. Um so it's I don't know maybe like 20 21. You know, I'm a little
0: Cautious. Yeah, I mean they're gonna give up touchdowns. They're gonna give sure. up points. Sure. Uh you have to hope that they're last year it was very much like <laughs> it would be like a four minute offensive drive and they'd get points on the board. You know, like you wanna yes. you wanna challenge them. You wanna make them punt, you wanna make them have to think really hard and not just drive down the field and score. Like that's what was happening. So Absolutely. you know, hopefully I'd be fine with that. I'd be yeah. fine with
1: that. Well, remember last year they they would like bury these teams, then they would get back into games like in warp speed. You're like, how did this happen? <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. That's
0: <laughs> um, do you think Higgins is having a strong training camp to keep his spot? I mean, I feel like we covered this a little bit already. Um, I wouldn't say that there's a glaring. There's not a wide receiver that is doing poorly. I think that's why it's going to make it all the harder. Do you think Baker would show up enough to get us to the Super Bowl? Okay, so let's talk about this one, Brittany, because you sent me something before the show, and I want you to talk about it.
1: Yes. Good cra- good question, Drew. So the thing that I sent Bree right before the show today, I'm going to read this, and probably some of you have seen this already. It's been floating around there. Um, but it's more bulletin, bulletin board material.
0: <laughs> As if he needs any more, right?
1: Right. So today, Jeff Schwartz, or I like to call him G off because that's a stupid (laughs) name. Jeff with a G. He had the audacity to say they have the most talented roster in the NFL. The problem is their quarterback.
0: (laughs) I hate this narrative so much.
1: You know what? If Baker Mayfield is your problem, I think you're going to be fine. Even if that were true, even if Baker was the weakest link in this offense, you're still going to be a good team because Baker's not a bad quarterback. You could say that he still has things, areas that he needs to improve upon, that he's not, you can even argue that he's not top 10 quarterback right now. And I'll hear you out. Like, that's, you know, that's fair. I'd put him in the top 15 at least. I'd probably put him in the top 10, but. We're not going to get into all that. Um, but, you know, if you say that he's the weakest part of this offense, okay, like I'll take that. He's not a problem though. I have, exactly. I have an issue with that word. He's he's not going to be the one that holds you back from from getting to the Super Bowl. That's not going to happen.
0: Right. Couldn't we argue that Baker Mayford was the reason that we won a lot of our games last year? Like he wasn't a reason that we lost.
1: How many times did we talk about that? Uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, they would win despite Baker or like, you know, back in 2019. Yeah, We would talk about, oh, you know, they did this well, this well, this well. Baker was never really the best player on the field in 2019. Yep. It just didn't happen. But last year, there were games where he was very much the best player on the team. They won yep. because of Baker Mayfield. And that's okay to say. There's nothing wrong with, with giving Baker kudos Credit. when he deserves it. say he's a problem
0: brie i I, yeah that just i'm not a big jeff fan (laughs) overall so that was just oh there goes my light fell over i kicked it i'm mad um so yeah i was mad about that i still am clearly um should we take one more and then yeah this is a good question reddit rival oh my gosh this is i saw this pop up i was hoping that ben put this up Brittany from Adam, do you think Colin Sexton would be better off as a slot wide receiver?
1: <laughs> Danny, wanting of this question, he'll yeah. like this. Do you think Colin Sexton would be better off as a slot wide receiver? <laughs> better off? No, he would be a good wide. He'd be good though. He'd be good. I, I don't think wide he'd receiver. Be you know why? Because Colin could he be Sexton a cornerback? He's. I uh, no. He's like six two. Yeah. Too big for cornerback. Okay. No. He'd be great as a corner. No, he's not, he's not fast enough. He's super quick, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel he's like he would be, run. like,
0: be all corner. about it.
1: That's actually, I, I like him better a corner than slap receiver. I don't know if he can tackle. But... <laughs> he's really thinking
0: about this. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say, I don't think he can tackle? <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> no I don't think he can
1: tackle. tackle. He can tackle. tackle. Colin would be a good football
0: player. Colin. I don't think Colin he'd make can... the roster.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We have an abundance of riches people. If you so not get the memo? Colin Sexton, you have no place on the Cleveland. Get out of here.
0: Oh, okay. Um, all right, let's move on. So thank you guys for all those questions. We'll have to do yes. that. We'll have to do that again live. That was fun. Okay. Moving on to rival Reddit. New segment. We're going to make this a thing. So, guys, I don't know if you frequent the Reddit boards. Um, I do. I casually scroll, I read them, I don't participate, but I think people are funny. Um, so, the last couple of days, obviously, there are reports coming out about um, training camps. You know, it's not, obviously, it's not just a Browns thing, right? But all of us who are Browns fans tend to pay attention to Browns. So, it was yesterday when I was scrolling on Twitter. I saw a post specifically about Joe Burrow, and I'm sure that you guys all um, saw this as well. But in case you didn't, um, one of the athletic reporters had been at practice and was talking about Joe Burrow struggling and the offense not clicking. So the leading line was that I saw it's just not good right now throws that felt like layups last year are dropping harmlessly away from receivers or easily broken up by multiple defenders. So I saw this and you know, I'm, I'm being respectful. I don't want bad karma out there for us, right. As Browns fans, we've been through this many of times, but I I did send a note to our group chat and I just said, you hate to see it, right? Because it felt like Joe Burrow was crowned last year before even playing a full NFL season. And obviously his injury was horrific. You hate to see that as well. Uh, but he he obviously did have a pretty bad injury that he's coming off of. And I don't think the Bengals necessarily set him up for success going into this season. So I was like, hmm, wonder how the Reddit board is feeling. So I started to go down the deep, dark path. And as you could expect, uh, the comments from the fan base, the Bengals fan base, is that everyone is overreacting. It's just training camp. You guys relax. It's going to get better. They are in full on defense mode of the offensive line and that the offensive line will somehow miraculously get corrected before the season starts. And here's me Brown's fan observing in this board. Um, yes. Hello. In 2019, the Cleveland Browns, um, did not feel confident in their offensive line. And I believe it was the end of training camp that they changed the offensive line composition altogether. So it took them the entire training camp. They still couldn't figure it out, changed it up at the last minute. And Baker Mayfield went on to get killed the entire 2019 season. Now I know there are a lot of other really wrong things with 2019, but I'm just sitting here thinking Bengals fans, you cannot be that naive to think that things are just going to magically get better when your quarterback almost got murdered last year.
1: No, especially not the offensive line. You know, that's something that they absolutely had to address. This offseason they, yeah. Like they, they fumbled so bad on that. And yes. A part of me, a, I'll say a big part of me does feel bad for Joe Burrow because he's in this situation. We saw the result of this situation and they did nothing really to improve that situation. So you got this kid going and he's a kid. Like, you know, to me, he's just a kid. So you got this kid going out there after just suffering a terrible injury. He's going to be scared. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to struggle this year. He is because Not only is is he still trying, because he only played in a few games last year, he's still going to be sort of trying to transform into the NFL level. But Mm -hmm. on top of that, he's nervous about his leg, which as he should be. Doesn't want to go through that again. And he's afraid that he will because the Bengals really didn't do anything to help. So I don't, I think it's going to be a rough year for the Bengals, honestly. I really do. Yeah,
0: I do too. I mean, and imagine going up against an offensive line like Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney twice a year. And then you have a Steelers, you have a really good Steelers defensive line. I mean, I know that they obviously have had some changeover as well, but you know, the AFC North is not an easy division to play in. So, yeah, I think Bengals fans, I know you shouldn't read too much about training camp like you know we talked about that kicking off the show but yeah I would be concerned from an offensive line standpoint with a really young quarterback who is coming off of a really bad injury you know if he's not comfortable it's not going to be
1: good no it's going to be I think it's going to be a long year for Cincinnati and I hate this yeah I I do want I want the whole North to be competitive I want every team to be worse than the Browns of course right but I still want to be competitive you know I want to see these good games um, and I just, I think Cincinnati going to struggle. And it, yep. it's, all, it's all because of the offensive line. And Joe Burrow is going to play scared, as he should. You Wait. know, if they beefed up their line and said, okay, dude, we got you. We got you the help that you needed. This is not going to happen again. Then he could go out there with confidence. say, yeah, okay, I can do this. But that's not what happened. And you feel bad for him.
0: Yes. Okay, so moving on, I'm going to save the best for last. But I'm going to move on to the Ravens. So, <laughs> Baltimore. Obviously Lamar, um, tested positive again for COVID. So he has been out. Um, it's been reported out that no one in the Ravens organization wants video being shared of Lamar specifically passing. Um, he hasn't been at practice either. So that's obviously not been hard to do. Um, but the Reddit board specifically in the Ravens world, um, this is interesting. I didn't know this. The governor, of Maryland is urging Lamar to get vaccinated. Ah. So there is obviously, this is a heated discussion clearly because there's so many um, differences of opinions on vaccinations in general. Um, However, from a fan perspective, this is kind of where the conversation has been centered around with Lamar. And um, I think even with just his history of having COVID, I I did have to laugh because (laughs) One of the fans and, and, you know, we we think that we are obviously like misery loves company, right? Like sometimes we are our own worst critics as Browns fans. You know, we no one gives us a harder time than we do. But someone in the Ravens board commented, "Will Lamar Jackson have more positive COVID cases than AFC nor, or a- AFC championships.
1: <laughs> I thought that was so good. You know, I, I've always, I defend Lamar. I do. But let me tell you if COVID made me poop my pants on <laughs> national television, that'd be it for me. Like, I'm going to get that shot. I don't ever want to be embarrassed like that again. Dude, I don't he had to leave because he had pooping pants.
0: As someone yeah. who's living in a house right now where there is multiple pooping of the pants happening, and it's a baby. So like, it's okay. But I feel you on that one. It's not fun to poop your pants It oh. doesn't matter what age you are.
1: That would be enough for me to do anything really. If I could stop myself from pooping myself. Like, <laughs> I would take those measures. I promise. Especially for everyone to see like everyone's long like that. So more just just get
0: it man. So yes, I, we will monitor what's what continues to happen over the next week or so. Um, moving on to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Wow. It gives me great pleasure to (laughs) to talk about this. (sighs) Okay. So Pittsburgh, um, a couple of things here. Um, they don't want anyone filming anything at their camp, um, kind of seems very similar to the Ravens. Meanwhile, the Browns are like posting all of these gassed up videos <laughs> of their I... camp. So it's, it's just amazing. Um, They also recently were ranked um, as having the worst off season this year, which Brittany, how would you feel if you were ranked as the worst off season behind the Texans? i can, I mean, me. they, well, they were.
1: I forgot about the Texans. Completely.
0: They were below the Texans. So, ruffles feathers have been ruffled on
1: the Steelers Reddit board. How is anyone ranked below the Texans? Like they couldn't have done anything worse than they did. <laughs> like if they, I'm floored right now. I mean, granted, the Steelers did nothing to improve themselves, but like, the Texans.
0: Yeah, I know. A complete bizarre. dumpster
1: fire from, from top to bottom.
0: Oh, don't worry. The hits keep coming because then a PFF ranking came out and they have the 31st worst ranked offensive line. And they were mad. The fans were mad. They were like, of course, the Browns are number one. And I'm like, oh my God, Steelers fans are jealous of
1: us. Hold me back. Hold me that, back. That comment, <laughs> Ben is the problem. They didn't want him back. Absolutely. And they owe him not Like, this is my problem with like you know sports and and loyalty and stuff like sports is a business so you have big ben just not like the guy like he's old he stinks he's done he's you know kleenex body let him go yes yes he's gonna hold them down he's gonna hold them back the steelers are not gonna be the steelers could be because big ben can no longer throw the ball I we can saw that. remember last year when they started off like 11 or no. Oh yeah. Frauds. And I was like, this, this cannot continue. It can't like, he doesn't have it in him. And then like, just complete tank. So they're it's playing new. in the hall of
0: F- They're in the hall of fame game tomorrow, right? Yes. So I, 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 caught from the Reddit board that the plan is that Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. I heard something like the first quarter, he did like the first two quarters or something wild. And then Dwayne Haskins will play um, and then Mason. I also have heard that Mason Rudolph looks horrendous, which are we surprised by that? Is anyone surprised by that? So yeah, I, again, the Steelers dumpster fire. I mean, their fans are spiraling. Um, and then to top it all off, <laughs> maybe my favorite thing coming out of all of this. So it's like worst off season almost the worst offensive line in the entire league. And then right underneath that, it was Juju Smith Schuster is now sponsored by Trojan brand condoms. (laughs) And it is a post of Juju's Facebook with an entire ad about leveling up his game with Trojan condoms. Is this real? This is. 100% real. It is Juju Smith Schuster's Facebook page with his checkmark. Oh, where's my camera? (gasps) Available exclusively at Walmart. I approach my custom suits like I approach everything with high attention to detail. Every stitch, seam, and button has to line up perfectly. Finding the perfect fit doesn't stop with my suit game, because with Trojan Ultra Fit condoms, the only thing I won't catch is STIs. <laughs> <laughs> like were they? What, like was through, like? The vein is here. Was Trojan condoms like, yes, it makes perfect sense to partner with an NFL wide receiver because they catch things. So we're going to do a play on not catching things.
1: But like the detail to it, too. He's like, I pay attention to everything that Taylor.
0: <laughs> yeah. And apparently if you buy them, you can enter to win a sweepstick I don't know. This is this is yeah. Someone responded. You do you good? <laughs> Check. Like, we went from TikTok dancing to this.
1: This is a lot. I, I'm speechless.
0: So I forgot to read something from the Bengals Reddit board, and I, and I want to read it because it made me laugh because I feel like this was a headspace that we were in um, a couple years ago. <laughs> this was the comment about Joe Burrow's performance in the offense. So this came from a user, and it said, it's early, and I'd rather be optimistic then depressed. And this will probably all turn around. Defense is always better right now. Blah, blah, blah. But it winds up that we broke Joe. I don't know if I can watch football anymore. Not going to lie. Oh, this is
1: going to okay. be a fun year.
0: It's going to be gonna a fun be year. A fun. You know, I enjoyed this last year, um, obviously, but you know, I would highly encourage you guys. We in Brown's Twitter, And Facebook and whatever, however you consume your content. I laugh today because I'm like, the Browns fans are writing sonnets and poetry and we are just flying high there. I mean, every day it's like a verse is written, like we're creating a new Bible, a Browns Bible and all of the other rival fan bases are slowly unraveling. And here we are just riding high on this team and it's just what a turn of events what a turn of events
1: I've been waiting for this for so long here we are sure
0: have sure have so brown's reddit board elite content right now everyone is happy all the other boards not so much so we'll keep track of that we'll keep you guys posted on what's going on there check it out yourselves and before we wrap up the show Wanted to remind everyone that you guys can still get 20% off um, of all Brown's merchandise at the heavy store um, using discount code TWBS stands for. That's what be said. Um, you can find it right here on the Facebook page, um, or you can go to the heavy store. It's heavy store.com. Um, so check that out. We thank you guys all for tuning in again, live with us. We hope to catch you guys over the next couple of weeks. If you want to still listen to us, um, we are downloadable. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, however you listen to your podcast platform. Be sure to download us, um, subscribe to us, leave us a little review. And as we mentioned last week, you guys will be seeing a lot more of us as the season picks up. Um, So if you guys like this, please let us know. Um, Send us some feedback right here on this heavy Facebook page. And uh, hopefully that means you'll see more of us. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you.